Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Israel is at the center stage of world events. Israel is the apple of God's eye. It is from Jerusalem, the eternal capital of Israel, that Yeshua will one day rule and reign for 1,000 years. All nations will stream to Mount Zion, which is Jerusalem, to be taught the Torah by the Messiah Yeshua, as it is written in Isaiah 2, 1-3. And it shall come to pass in the last days, that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains, and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow to it. And many people shall go and say, Come, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. And he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the Torah and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. If you want to understand prophetic end-time events and what the God of Israel is doing in these last days, we must keep our eye on Israel. I encourage you to sign up for Israel on Target. We give you the top three news stories coming from Israel each week, along with scriptures to pray over Israel. To sign up, go to dailyaudiotorah.com and sign up today. Are you being blessed by this ministry? please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we begin a new Torah portion, Maketz, and it means, at the end of. Genesis 41, 1-14 After two years' time, Pharaoh dreamed that he was standing by the Nile, when out of the Nile there came up seven cows, handsome and sturdy, and they grazed in the reed grass. But presently, seven other cows came up from the Nile, close behind them, ugly and gaunt, and stood beside the cows on the bank of the Nile. And the ugly, gaunt cows ate up the seven handsome, sturdy cows, and Pharaoh awoke. He fell asleep and dreamed a second time. Seven ears of grain, solid and healthy, grew on a single stalk. But close behind them sprouted seven ears, thin and scorched by the east wind. And the thin ears swallowed up the seven solid and full ears. Then Pharaoh awoke. It was a dream. Next morning his spirit was agitated, and he sent for all the magicians of Egypt and all its wise men, 
and Pharaoh told them his dreams, but none could interpret them for Pharaoh. The chief cupbearer then spoke up and said to Pharaoh, I must make mention today of my offenses. Once Pharaoh was angry with his servants and placed me in custody in the house of the chief steward, together with the chief baker. We had dreams the same night, he and I, each of us a dream with a meaning of its own. A Hebrew youth was there with us, a servant of the chief steward, and when we told him our dreams, he interpreted them for us, telling each of the meaning of his dream. And as he interpreted for us, so it came to pass. I was restored to my post, and the other was impaled. Thereupon Pharaoh sent for Joseph, and was he was rushed from the dungeon. He had his hair cut and changed his clothes, and he appeared before Pharaoh. Obadiah 1, 1-21 The prophecy of Obadiah, We have received tidings from Hashem, and an envoy has been sent out among the nations. Up, let us rise up against her for battle. Thus said my God concerning Edom, I will make you least among the nations. You shall be most despised. Your arrogant heart has seduced you you who dwell in clefts of the rock in your lofty abode. You think in your heart, who can pull me down to the earth? Should you nest as high as the eagle? Should your eyrie be lodged among the stars? Even from there I will pull you down, declares Hashem. If thieves were to come to you, marauders, by night, they would steal no more than they needed. If vintagers came to you, they would surely leave some gleanings. How utterly! you are destroyed. How thoroughly rifled is Esau, how ransacked his hordes. All your allies turned you back at the frontier. Your own confederates have duped and overcome you. Those who ate your bread have planted snares under you. He is bereft of understanding. In that day, declares Hashem, I will make the wise vanish from Edom, understanding from Esau's mount. Your warriors shall lose heart, O Teman, and not a man on Esau's mount shall survive the slaughter. For the outrage to your brother Jacob, disgrace shall engulf you, and you shall perish forever. On that day, when you stood aloof, when aliens carried off his goods, when foreigners entered his gates and cast lots for Jerusalem, you were as one of them. How could you gaze with glee on your brother that day, on his day of calamity? How could you gloat over the people of Yehuda on that day of ruin? How could you loudly jeer on a day of anguish? How could you enter the gate of my people on its day of disaster, gaze in glee with the others on its misfortune on its day of disaster, and lay hands on its wealth, on its day of disaster, how could you stand at the passes to cut down its fugitives? How could you betray those who fled on that day of anguish? As you did, so shall it be done to you. Your conduct shall be requited. Yea, against all nations the day of Hashem is at hand. That same cup that you drank on my holy mount shall all nations drink evermore. Drink 
till their speech grows thick, and they become as though they had never been. But on Zion's mount a remnant shall survive, and it shall be holy. The house of Jacob shall dispossess those who dispossess them. The house of Jacob shall be fire, and the house of Joseph flame, and the house of Esau shall be straw. They shall burn it and devour it, and no survivor shall be left of the house of Esau, for Hashem has spoken. Thus they shall possess the Negev and Mount Esau as well, the Shephelah and Philistia. They shall possess the Ephraimite country and the district of Shomron and Benjamin along with Gilead. And that exiled force of Israelites shall possess what belongs to the Phoenicians as far as Zarephath, while the Jerusalem exile community of Sepharad shall possess the towns of the Negev. For liberators shall march up on Mount Zion to wreak judgment on Mount Esau, and dominion shall be Hashem's. Revelation 4, 1-11 to After this I, John, looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up here, and I will show you things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he that sat was to look upon a jasper and a sardine stone, and there was a rainbow round about the throne, in sight like unto an emerald. And round about the throne were twenty-four seats, and upon the seats I saw twenty-four elders sitting, clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal, and in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. And the first beast was like a lion, and the second beast like a calf, and the third beast had a face as a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within. And they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was, and is, and is to come. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders fall down before him that sat on the throne, and worship him that lives forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord to receive glory and honor and power. For you have created all things, and for your pleasure they are and were created. Psalm 132, 1-18 Lord, remember David and all his afflictions, how he sware to the Lord and vowed unto the mighty God of Jacob, Surely I will not come into the tabernacle of my house, nor go up into my bed. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find out a place for the Lord, a habitation for the mighty God of Jacob. Lo, we heard of it at Apathra. We found it in the fields of the wood. We will go into his tabernacles. We will worship 
at his footstool. Arise, O Lord, into your rest, you and the ark of your strength. Let your priests be clothed with righteousness, and let your saints shout for joy. For your servant David's sake, turn not away the face of your anointed. The Lord has sworn in truth unto David, he will not turn from it. Of the fruit of your body will I set upon your throne. If your children will keep my covenant and my testimony that I shall teach them, then their children shall also sit upon your throne forevermore. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his habitation. This is my rest forever. Here will I dwell, for I have desired it. I will abundantly bless her provision. I will satisfy her poor with bread. I will also clothe her priests with salvation, and her saints shall shout aloud for joy. There will I make the horn of David to bud. I have ordained a lamp for my anointed. His enemies will I clothe with shame, but upon himself shall his crown flourish. Proverbs 29, 24 and 25 Whoso is partner with a thief hates his own soul. He hears cursing and berays it not. The fear of man brings a snare, but whoso puts his trust in the Lord shall be safe. I'd like to speak to you today from our Torah portion from Genesis chapter 41, and then we're going to jump into Obadiah. And in Genesis chapter 41, finally God is orchestrating circumstances to bring Joseph out of jail. And so what happens is the Pharaoh has a dream, a dream of first seven fat cows and then seven skinny cows. And the skinny cows ate up the seven fat cows. And then he had another dream of seven stalks of wheat. And then the ears are swallowed up by seven skinny stalks of grain. And so the chief cupbearer hears about that Joseph or that Pharaoh has had a dream and he tells Pharaoh, I have to tell you, I must make mention today of my offenses. And he told Pharaoh, we had dreams in jail the same night. He and I, the baker, the chief baker and myself, we each had a dream with a meaning of its own. And there was a Hebrew youth there who was able to interpret the dreams and tell what the meaning of the dream was. And what he interpreted came to pass. And I was restored to my post and the other was impaled. So then Pharaoh sends for Joseph and he's rushed from the dungeon. So finally now the Lord has orchestrated. He has set all of these circumstances up in Joseph's life for this moment. So God has given a special gift to Joseph of having dreams and being able to interpret those dreams, dreams that come from the Spirit of God. And now the Lord is going to use that gift that Joseph has for his purposes to orchestrate circumstances so that Joseph will find great favor before Pharaoh and be placed in a position of administering and stewardship of the nation's grain to prepare for the coming famine that is coming. And so, again, 
what I want you to see is the sovereignty of God, the invisible hand of God working in Joseph's life. And that if you have been through much suffering, and it all appears, you know, what's the purpose of this? Why did I have to go through that? Why did I have to go through that horrendous divorce? Why did I have to go through that bankruptcy? Why did I have to lose my house? Or why did I lose that really great job that I had for so many years? Um, whatever the trial or the tragedy is, why did my uh, baby die when it was only six months old? Um, God uses all of it for his purposes. He orchestrates. He allows us to go through suffering because he's building character in us. He's wanting to see if we will trust him through the mountaintop experiences, but also through the valleys. We are to trust him no matter what and to keep on walking with him. So be encouraged if you have gone through suffering or you're going through suffering now. God is going to orchestrate and he will use all of it. He will bring it to a point where it all turns around. And all of a sudden, there's a suddenly moment, like the hinge on a door. It suddenly opens in a new direction, where he's going to use all of it for his purposes and for his glory. Now let's jump into Obadiah. And in this book, this it's a short little book. It's only one chapter. The book is really uh, a judgment on Edom and on Esau. That's what the book focus is, is it's a judgment on Edom and Esau. And in Obadiah chapter 1, verse 9, it is written, Your warriors shall lose heart, O Teman, and not a man on Esau's mount shall survive the slaughter. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. In the conclusion of Obadiah's description of Edom's downfall, two mountains face off against each other, Mount Zion, the symbol of justice and peace, and Mount Esau, or Mount Seir, which is the symbol of Esau's treachery and greed. When Zion defeats Seir, God's rule over the world will be complete. The end of this prophecy is reminiscent of other verses in the Bible that foretell Hashem's dominion over the world in future times, with Zion the seat of his reign. For example, King David writes, Hashem shall reign forever, your God, O Zion, for all generations. Zechariah prophesies, Hashem shall be your king over all the earth. And Jeremiah and Micah envision a time when many people shall go and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of Hashem, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may instruct us in his ways and that we may walk in his paths, for instruction shall come forth from Zion, the word of Hashem from Jerusalem. That's from Isaiah chapter 2, verse 3, and also from Micah chapter 4, verse 2. Continuing on in Obadiah chapter 1, verse 17, it is written, But on Zion's mountain a remnant shall survive, and it shall be holy. The house of Jacob shall dispossess those who dispossessed them. Obadiah uses the same Hebrew word, pleta, remnant, that Jacob originally used to describe his confrontation with his brother. If Esau comes to the one camp and attacks it, the other camp may yet escape. Pleta, Genesis 32, 9. 
When the same Hebrew word is used to describe unrelated events, this means that the Tanakh is alluding to a deep connection between them. Obadiah is invoking the great confrontation between Jacob and Esau to describe the final encounter between the Hebrews and their enemies and teaching us the ultimate secret to the survival of Jacob's descendants. When the European Jewish community realized the grave danger that Hitler posed, they found solace in the words of the Tanakh and recognized that on Zion's mount a remnant shall survive. The saintly rabbi Israel Meir Kagan, known as the Kofesk Chaim, told his students that the survival of the Jewish people would be through the land of Israel. In fact, the great Panaves Yeshiva and the Bnei Brak, one of the largest centers for Torah study in the world, has this verse etched on its front wall, reminding its students never to forget that Zion is the only refuge from persecution and the wrath of Esau. Finally, in Obadiah chapter 1, verse 21, it is written, For liberators shall march up on Mount Zion to wreak judgment on Mount Esau, and dominion shall be Hashem's. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows, Who are the liberators who will march upon Mount Zion and judge the enemies of the Jewish people? Rabbi David Stavsky quotes several commentators, including Radak, Malbim, and Mezudat David, who agree that these saviors are the Mashiach and his ministers. He writes that especially in our own times, following the Holocaust and the establishment of the state of Israel, we must analyze and understand every nuance of this verse. For I believe we are living in a time when Obadiah's prophecy is at last being realized. These seem to be the days of a messianic era. If not, how else? Can we explain the awakening from a coma of millions of Soviet Jews, a resuscitation, a life after spiritual death, a return to Judaism that they knew of but could not practice? We feel in the depths of our souls, in the marrow of our bones, that we are living in the Messianic times. That is phenomenal. That is tremendous. Oh, Heavenly Father, I pray for each person listening, for each and every one of us, Father, that you will orchestrate in our lives, that you will connect us to local fellowship groups where we can be taught and instructed and shepherded and cared for and prayed for and loved. I pray that you'll put a deep hunger in each and every one of us to know you, Yeshua, better and to, to study your word, to study the words of Yeshua, to walk the way that he walked. I pray that you'll give us great discernment and understanding regarding the current events that we're living through right now and relating it to the Bible, that we would understand the times in which we live, that we would understand what time it is, and that we would hear clearly from you, from your Holy Spirit, what you would have each and every one of us to do, what our place is in these times, what our place is on the wall. 
I thank you, Father, that each and every person has special orders from you, an assignment from you, that each person has a vital role to play in these end of days times that we are living in. I pray that you'll order our steps, even as you ordered the steps of Joseph, and that you'll place and position us where you would have us to be, where we can do the most for your kingdom, to extend your light, your truth, and your love, where we can be in a place to save lives and to influence others, to bring them into your kingdom. We bless you, we praise you, and we thank you in Yeshua's name. Amen. The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.